I'd like to welcome everyone uh, this evening uh, as we have uh, gathered on this Monday, Thursday evening to uh, commemorate the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. I've been listening to the choir in this past week and can assure you uh, that you are in for a great blessing uh, in, your, uh, in your own worship uh, for this week. Let me uh, just also take time to invite um, everyone, and by the way, I'm, I'm speaking not only everyone here in the sanctuary, but to those who are following us online, we're pleased to have you joining with us as well. I want to invite you to tomorrow's Good Friday service. It'll be at noontime. And then, of course, we'll have our two worship services on Easter morning at 9 o'clock uh, and at 11 o'clock. And for all of our services going forward, uh, at least for, for the next uh, few Sundays, we now have all services in which we will have this type of seating in which we have those who are mask optional and those who prefer to have masks can be at every service. Now, one else, other instruction I want to give about uh, tonight as we come to the last song that's going to be sung, the uh, Pieta, after that, I'll be reading uh, a fairly lengthy benediction. And after that, I want you to just continue to remain seated. Uh, there'll be music. The epilogue is a musical piece. And after that, uh, the ushers will come. They'll start in the back row, and they'll um, usher people out as we end. Now, this is not so much we're doing this for uh, safety protocol as it is. You'll, you'll see that at the end, there's just a, a feeling of reverence, silence you're going to want to feel, and we want to kind of try to protect that. So wait until um, the usher has dismissed you, and they'll start from the back room. Now let's uh, pray. Our Father, we thank you that we have been able to gather this evening, whether we are here in the sanctuary, whether we are in our homes, but we, we look to you with expectation to speak to our hearts, to speak through the musicians, to speak through the songs, to touch us, that all the more that we may worship, that we may adore and glorify our Lord Jesus Christ who has died for us. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.
Jesus stood above the great city and wept. Through the morning mist, he could see the ancient gates of Jerusalem. In the stillness of the moment, he remembered the prophets who had gone before him. Throughout the centuries, their noble words of promise called out again and again, but they were all too often drowned out by the noise of hatred and violence. Like a parent longing for a wandering child, his spirit ached to gather the people safely to his side. Like a faithful shepherd caring for his flock, he wanted to hold them close to his heart and shelter them in his arms of grace. The sun rose higher in the sky, and the road to Jerusalem stretched out before him. He began to walk, fully knowing the path ahead was paved with sorrow, for such was the power of his great love for the people. He must go to them and speak the words of promise again. The truth must once again ring through the winding streets of the city. Through his tears of compassion, he saw large crowds of people coming to meet him. They were waving palms and shouting praises. The people for a moment had seen a great light, and they rushed to welcome their promised king.
Flickering candles cast long shadows upon the walls of the upper room as Jesus gathered with the disciples for the Passover feast. In this humble sanctuary, the King of Kings, the creator of all life, knelt before his creation and washed the feet of his followers. Becoming a servant, the Son of God displayed the true nature of love as he comforted his friends. As it grew time for the Passover meal to be served, Jesus shared with his chosen ones the very heart of his mission. This is my body given for you. The disciples watched in wonder as the Savior lifted a chalice of wine. This is my blood, the blood of the new covenant shed for the redemption of many. It was there, in a simple room made of stone, that a new portrait of grace was given to the world.
Gethsemane was a special place of quiet and solitude for Jesus. He would often go there to pray and be silent among the beauty of his creation. Following the Passover meal, Jesus and the disciples once again walked through the gates of the garden. Seeking comfort and refuge, they quieted themselves beneath a canopy of olive trees. The sylvan shadows of the grove crept across the ground as the evening grew deep. With the night falling hard about them, the disciples fell asleep while Jesus fell to the ground in agony. Father, take this cup from me, he cried into the silent night. If there be another way, take from me this bitter wine. His tearful cry rang out across the valley in lonesome echoes of sorrow and pain. As the earth caught his sweat, drops of blood, Jesus surrendered his heart to the Father's will and embraced his calling. Suddenly, the golden stars shining in the distance became torches of violence. Led by Judas, armed centurions burst into the sanctuary of the garden looking for Jesus. Father, let thy will be done, he spoke as he rose to face his destiny.
Jesus was brought into in the praetorium and stood before Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. Though Pilate could find no just reason to detain Jesus, he acquiesced to the frenzied cries of the gathering mob and gave Jesus over to be executed. Taken from the courts, Jesus was beaten and then forced to carry a heavy wooden cross up a winding path to the place known as Golgotha, the place of the skull. There, outside the city walls, Christ's battered body was nailed to crude timbers and raised into place. The strange stillness blanketed the land as the Lamb of God began to die. With outstretched arms, the Savior embraced the world with an everlasting love. With each whispered word, he proclaimed forgiveness and kindness. Unbounded grace flowed from his heart and baptized the barren soil around the cross with scarlet promise. Father, forgive them, he cried into the shadows. The heavens echoed in reply with rolls of living thunder. Standing like a mighty tower of strength, the cross reconciled heaven and earth once again. The ancient wounds were healed, and the scars of sin were banished forever. For it is written, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions, and with his stripes we are healed.
compassion, he asked John to care for her. As Mary watched, she remembered all the miracles and wonders of his incredible she remembered telling. He cried from the cross. She held him a final time and washed his wounds with her tears. And now let us leave this sanctuary of shadows and begin our journey home to the garden. With each step we take, let us carry near our hearts the knowledge of Christ's sacrifice and his unfailing love. As we make this solemn procession out, we will not be afraid, for we remember his promise of peace, and we are comforted. We will not walk as people without hope, for joy will come with the morning. And the rising sun will restore the garden from a place of death to a paradise of everlasting life. Let us remember Christ wore the crown of thorns and thought of us. Let us recall his sacred heart was broken, and yet he loved us to the end. Let us consider his pierced feet and recall he carried the cross of shame and walked the path of suffering for us. And as we cling to his nail-scarred hands, may we discover our names engraved there, an eternal reminder 
that we are his children of grace. Amen.